there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hello, uh, this is Shane Craddock. Welcome to The Inner Edge and the latest episode. Um, before I get into today's episode, I just want to say uh, genuinely a very, th- a very big thank you um, for uh, the kind messages that were sent to me by email and by text um, about my friend Derek, Derek Young, who I spoke about in the previous episode. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny with something like this. It's a new experience for me to, to, to um, lose somebody who's very close. Um, but those messages do mean a lot, so I do appreciate it. So thank you. Um, it's it's it was a great privilege for me to know Derek. It was also uh, a privilege for me to uh, be able to record a podcast, um, even if nobody listens to it. But obviously, it's clear that people did listen to it. Um, so so thank you for that for what it's worth. Thank you. Um, with regards to today's episode, um, I'm talking about tapping into wisdom from an unexpected source, and. Um, I'd ask you to stay with me throughout this episode just to make sure that uh, you get the full value in terms of what I'm maybe putting or suggesting and putting in front of you. So when it comes to the, obviously the theme of this podcast is the inner edge, because that's where I believe you do get the edges on the inner side. Most people initially will often think that that's only to do with the mental side or perhaps even the emotional side. Um, and even those words are are interesting to explore in themselves as their definition. but there is another aspect on the inner side which influences what's going on with you inside. Um, another aspect to you which has its own intelligence, and that is your body, the physical side to you, your your, your physical body. Um, and so for me, I think the main point I, I'm going to throw out on the table today is that I believe we do need to respect our body more as a source of intelligence, not just um, a vehicle to move around in or to enjoy life in, amazing as it is, um, but actually it's a source of intelligence. And that's what I want to, I suppose, share with you some some maybe thought-provoking elements today. And I'll often think about um, the body and even it's, you know, even going through death, even recently um, in relation to, say, Derek, you know, it's clear that your body feels um, and also holds on to different things. It can hold on to emotion. It can hold on to trauma. Um, it can hold on to guilt. It can hold on to all sorts of various emotions. But yet it can also um, allow you to experience amazing emotions like awe, inspiration, clarity, vibrancy, enthusiasm, obviously a better list. Um, but when a car needs oil, or needs to be looked after, we kind of generally, I think, prioritize the car more than we do our body. Now, there's obviously a lot more awareness around the physical side of things, but I want to go a little bit deeper. And you probably are, you're probably aware because it's in the it's in the the mainstream media now that huge explosion in research over the last decade around neuroscience and neurobiology. And uh, what has been discovered is that there are neurons not just in our brain but also in our heart, but also in our gut in our stomach. Now, they didn't know that, you know, whatever, many years ago, but now they do. Now, my bet, 
and again, it's, I'm not an expert on this at all, but my bet is that in another few years, I think they're going to discover that there are neurons everywhere in your body. That's my prediction. And what they're already seeing is that there is a flow of information between the brain and the heart and the brain and the gut, and also hugely in reverse, as in the gut and the heart communicate with the brain. And in my world where I'm dealing with a lot of, you know, smart business people, you'll often hear the phrase, yeah, you know, I just, I just knew it in my gut. I just felt it in my gut. And that is an indicator that there's something else going on in our body. Because very often with the brain or the mental side, people just assume that with their head. But if they talk to you as a human, they say, well, you know, I just felt it. Um, or just got this kind of feeling or had this gut. So there's more going on inside our physical bodies. And it's interesting to watch even that there's obviously in the last couple of years, there's a big movement towards gut health. And I don't think that's, that, that to me makes complete sense. Um, but I think we don't always uh, connect with our body as a source of intelligence, of information, right? Until maybe something extreme happens where I say, no, I just knew it in my gut. Like the best entrepreneurs I've ever worked with, the best CEOs, they always have a strong sense of connecting with, well, what does my gut say about it? Now, personally speaking, um, I've, I've found in the past, less so now, but in the past, I remember one particular job, I just kept getting sick and being out of work. And I'm now convinced that it was my body telling me it was time to move on. And I was resisting that. My body knew before my head knew that I was in the wrong job, I needed to move on, it was time to just go. And I've seen this time and time again, where most people who are really busy with life, that when they stop, whether it's a Christmas time now, or a holiday, that their body kind of goes, right, okay, now it's time to get sick and we're gonna heal ourselves, because he or she just wouldn't give us time to do that um, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Or, you know, if, you're, if your body's not being listened to, I think very often, it can it can it can create a problem to make you stop and listen to it and i think sometimes we still have great power mentally but we can override our bodies so for example you know you can be in great pain physically but override the body in some cases that's very relevant and practical but i know from experience dealing with leaders in particular that you know they can often deal with a lot of stress now i think a lot of that stress is self-inflicted i think when they understand how their mind works it's not um, it, it, they don't have to be as stressed, which initially doesn't make any sense, but it, it, you don't have to experience the level of stress that you do, even in very busy circumstances or difficult circumstances. And so I've often heard of people getting stomach ulcers, and that is also a sign from the body that, no, no, something's wrong here. We're, we're trying to flag to you that there's a problem. And obviously, if that goes ignored, then it creates other more serious problems. Now, just to really stretch... Um, the idea of what's going on in your body and how it communicates with you and with us. Um, in 2014, I went to this uh, residential program in MIT, MIT, which has consistently been in the top one or two or three universities in the world over the last 10 years. Um, and there was part of this program was to do with um, trying to explore new ways of creativity, leadership, and innovation. Very interesting, brilliant. There was about 80 people there from around the world, mixture of consultants, coaches, CEOs, entrepreneurs, um, academics and leaders from various fields. Really, really uh, thought-provoking. But one of the people who came in and was invited in by the faculty at MIT was, um, I'm going to put her um, name in the show notes because I don't want to uh, say it in Korea, but it's something like Arawani. Um, it's, an, it's an unusual name from my point of view. I think it's an Asian name. 
Um, but she r- r- runs something called social theater. And essentially what it is, is she makes the assumption that your body has intelligence. It's trying to communicate with you. Um, and she has different exercises that allow you to connect with that information. Um, now, I have an engineering mindset at my core. I originally did biochemical engineering. And even though to people who know me, they think, oh, well, Shane's a little bit, sometimes a little bit out there. <laughs> I can assure you that actually I have, I still have a very well-developed engineering mind, which kicks in every now and again and goes, ah, here, that, that's got to be BS. Just don't buy it. Um, and so there is a skepticism in me, especially over the years, you, you develop it anyway, where you kind of realize well, most stuff is kind of BS. It's the rare things that are really the real deal. And that's what I'm looking for. But anyway, um, she had this assumption that your body has intelligence and is trying to communicate with you if you are open to that. And so one of the exercises she did was uh, putting people into small groups of, say, four or five. And this is the way it would work. I'd say to you, as I remember, you know, we pick one person from the group and say, right, the, the group had to focus on that person. They would talk a little bit about what was going on in the world. <clears throat> we'd all listen very intently and then we'd stop. And then you you were kind of told to kind of join together as a group of five to create a, a a sculpture with your bodies that would represent where the person was at now. And initially you're kind of going, ah, here. Uh, <laughs> but if you just went along with it, it was amazing what would happen. So we would eventually kind of get this instinct about moving in certain ways. And then the person whose life it was, they would stop they, and they would look at the sculpture from the outside and walk around it and might ask questions, but they would just look at it. Um, as a symbol and pretty much every time everybody went you yeah, know that that actually makes sense and then we would they would talk about the future and we would all think about their highest future their highest best future over the coming years and we would just imagine that for the person in our own way and then again we would come together uh, join bodies and see could we create a sculpture with no words by the way this was all done silently moving around until we felt we were done um and honest god it was amazing for everybody that they would look at school and go oh that that actually is telling me something and so it, it moved from their body telling something to our bodies telling something which again if you look at it, things like quantum physics which i'm interested in myself you know there's a the prevailing view in quantum physics is that everything really breaks down into energy and that everything is connected so while our physical bodies in this three-dimensional world might be um look appear to be unconnected that actually really that there are unseen connections um and intelligence is flowing around these networks now it's a whole other conversation but that's stuff that i'm interested in i have to be honest hi there i thought i would uh, take a moment to share something with you that uh, might be of interest or it may not be of interest but anyway i'm going to i want to make you aware of it just in case and um, back in normal times or pre-covid times before all this malarkey kicked off when i was able to run physical workshops where you could actually physically meet people um, in the real world. Um, there was two workshops that I ran, two one-day workshops that proved very, very popular. And they have proven themselves over the years. In fact, I was only talking to somebody this week who had said to me, God, it's amazing. You know, pretty much everything that I that I kind of put down on paper around trying to create in those workshops, which at the time seemed impossible, pretty much all of it has happened, um, which is a great testament to them, but also to the actual workshops. And the two workshops are called Blueprint Personal and Blueprint Entrepreneur. And they are, um, I put them online. So you can now do them um, online um, in the comfort of your own home or work and at your own speed. And you kind of have access to them forever. So um, who knows, 
maybe I'll see you at one of those physical workshops sometime, but uh, you, you don't necessarily have to if you have these things and they're and they're good. Um, they have my stamp of approval. Um, so Blueprint Entrepreneur helps you create a personal, professional kind of plan and vision for the next few years, and that helps you chunk it down to a plan. And then Blueprint Entrepreneur, as you probably guess, is for business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, who are looking to try and get uh, maybe a clearer uh, vision and plan for their business and the priorities around that. And then also at the same time for their personal life, because if you run a business, really the, the business should be there to serve your life is my perspective on it. And a lot of the time it becomes a prison. So um, if, if you're interested in raising your game, they are there. They're, I'll put the links in the show notes. Um, and there's also one other thing called Success in the Year Ahead, which is a little bit cheaper uh, than the other two. Um, but it's an audio with a little mini workbook. And if you're looking for kind of a, something short and hit, even over the Christmas or even that gap, which I don't particularly like myself between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, the kind of I call it the dead zone. <laughs> but I'm going to have fun with it this year because we're, we're going to take a few days off as a family. Um, but anyway, that might be time to do some of these workshops online and get some thinking for the year ahead. So success in the year ahead, Blueprint Personal and Blueprint Entrepreneur, they'll be in the show notes with links if you're interested somewhere around the podcast. Back to the show. Uh, just as an aside, there is also, if you look at things um, more in, say, the area of Reiki or energy or even the spiritual side, there's a kind of a body of work that's, that says that pain in your body um, means different things. So, and I, and I, I can't recall now exactly what these are because I'm not, a, I'm not a, up to speed on all these. Um, but for example, you know, if you have pain in your lower back, that generally they would say that that indicates there's something in this area of your life going on that needs to be resolved or um if there's a pain in your neck etc like so each part of the body would represent probably an issue in your life that perhaps you need to look at you could say well shane i just injured my uh, ankle playing five-a-side soccer or playing rugby or playing golf or whatever fine that happens too but still there might be if there's a recurring injury it's worth looking at or considering like what is that part of my body telling me or is there something here that i'm holding on to which i think is definitely real. Um, sometimes when somebody even just shares something that they were feeling guilty about, it can bring this lightness or just remove this block in their body. And that's what a lot of the Eastern medicine and things like acupuncture or even uh, Tai Chi or Qigong it, it represents the flow of that energy through your physical body. And very often we can block that energy flow um, through our body. And there was a time in my life where I just all thought that was BS, but I, I don't anymore. I, I really see and know that there's a flow of energy going through my physical body, and my job is to keep it flowing. Um, and when I don't, for whatever reason, then that will present and that will manifest as a physical problem, and that is telling me something. Um, and I, you know, going back to the car analogy, you know, if you have a diesel car and you don't give it any maintenance, and or else you fill it with petrol, like you're going to have a problem. And obviously, there's a much more awareness now around having physical health and exercise and and food and and um and rest even as well in terms of sleep so that's brilliant but again maybe it's overcomplicated. i mean there's so much science and heady type stuff around this that we can kind of get caught up with it maybe miss the point maybe missing the simplicity of um, our connection with the, this amazing aspect of ourselves our physical body um so what what if it does have an intelligence i mean what if what I'm suggesting isn't BS? What if it's real? In my experience, now that is my experience. My body definitely has information that my mind doesn't always see or have. 
So here's a couple of questions for you. You know I love the questions. So if your body could talk, what would it say to you? What would it say to you? And I wouldn't answer that question easily or quickly. I would take your time with it. If your body could talk, or the different parts of your body would talk, what would they say? Not the easiest question to answer, but sit with that and see <laughs> what your body might say. Oh my God, how do we get to this point, Shane, asking these kind of silly questions? Anyway, and then the other question is, what can you do over the next 30 days that would help your body and also help your body communicate with you? Interesting. Hmm. So that's it for today, folks. The last thing I'll say is, from my point of view, your body has way more intelligence in it than most realize. And I think we should tap into it more. Thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.